Hello, Milo. Hello, Lisa. Hello, happy Sunday. I hope you all are having a fantastic Sunday. Chill and laid back. <laughs> I do it. Yay, I'm so excited for this. We're waiting for Lucia to join. Maybe a few more people. So we're going to be talking about Lilith, which is more commonly known as dark side of the feminine or the feminine shadow. Um, I invited you to join Michelle. It says waiting for you. Oh, it says you're unable to join. Okay, let's try again. Will it work? Will it work? Yes, here you are. Hello. Hi. <laughs> my phone. I did. I'm such a noob at this, so I <laughs> I hope you can hear me okay. Can hear you all good. Brilliant. Hi, you guys hear us? We good? We good? Yes. Okay. I guess we're good. All right. You doing good? Can I just you hear have me well. Nice. What tea are you having? Just a normal English breakfast tea. Ooh, classic. Yeah, classic. <laughs> for you, at least. So for everyone on here, you're in the UK, right? Yeah. Where did you study in the US? I studied in Boston. Oh, nice. Yeah, I studied in a, in a little art school called Emerson College. <laughs> Beautiful. How was it? I like it. I loved it. It was very, um, very different because when I, I transferred out over there, so when I was studying over here, it was much more, I was studying marketing in a much more traditional school as compared to Emerson over there, which was like everybody was wild, doing whatever they wanted. Oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. How about you? Where do you well, study? I've lived in England pretty much since I was a teenager. I grew up in India. Okay. So, um, where in India did you grow up? In Goa. Okay, amazing. Been, yeah, it's it's a beautiful place, um, which is why probably I'm a bit hippie now growing up. <laughs> I love <laughs> uh, it. Yeah, so I grew up in Goa and then I, I moved to England when I was about, I think, 13, 14. And then I've lived here all my life and I lived in Paris for a little while, you know bits and bobs yeah everywhere I'd love to live I'd love to live back in Goa again I think um yeah, yeah I think it's it's you know it's calling out to me <laughs> I can only but, imagine yeah what about you How, do you like living it is it you like living in the Philippines <laughs> um it's all right um I think I would have liked it much more if I was living in um an island in a beachy town I know 
Uh, <laughs> so we live in the metro, so we got a bunch of buildings around us. Oh, really? A bunch of people around us, a bunch of traffic, but it's okay. <laughs> but the thing is, you can go to these islands quite easily, can't you? Yes. For um, yourself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of beaches, there are beaches that are like two hours away, three hours away um, by driving. And then there are more that are like an hour plane ride away. But with all this stuff going on, a lot of, I think, or I believe a lot of the borders are shut or it's a little bit harder. Mm. But yeah. Because How about you? Do you have a lot of beaches around there? Yes, because of COVID. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> all right. Let's... I think um, started. Sorry, what? Hey, guys. Thank you both for joining. But <laughs> Hello, everyone. Let's start with... Um, your sun moon rising really quickly yes um so my sun is aquarius uh moon is gemini and rising is uh aquarius again so what does that tell us what what can you tell me about that <laughs> all right so we have aquarius is um of course an air sign gemini is an air sign you put a bunch of air signs together. You have a bunch of like mental activity or like a, re a really deep thinker, I would say. And um, so your moon sign is Gemini, right? Your moon sign is your inner world and like your, your needs and your emotional needs. Mm -hmm. And so as a Gemini, Geminis are very curious and very like community oriented and very, Geminis are the social butterflies of the Zodiac. Nice. So always like looking to learn more. And with Aquarius, Aquarius is like a very um, outside the box thinker, mm. a little bit rebellious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, a lot bit rebellious. Um, very innovative. Um, I think, yeah, a lot of a lot of deep thinking, I would say, because just because air signs are like mental signs and you have all three of them. <laughs> I know. Because the thing is, I, you know, all my life, I think I've always been questioning everything. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to shut my window. Okay. Give me two seconds. Sorry. Go for it. No worries. <laughs> so loud. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think all my life I've been such a deep, um questioner of of you know the realms anyway so i was i always wondered uh whether that was you know related to me particularly or was it my sign um so it was it's nice to know that there are some kind of you know uh information you can glean from the stars and the moon <laughs> that will tell you because sometimes especially growing up and if you don't know all these things it can get quite confusing, right? Because for me, I felt like an outsider for a very long time. Um, because I was, um, you know, I always questioned um, how things were done. And, uh, and I just, you know, needed to find answers, whereas other people were not like that. So I always felt a bit ostracized. Mm -hmm. Whereas now growing up, it's, it's, I know things a little bit better. Yeah. I could tell my older self. <laughs> <laughs> I remember learning too that like for Aquarius or for Aquarius um, people with the Aquarius sign, um, they know, they know like that everybody in the world is in the world for a reason. 
and they know that there is a deeper structure and a deeper thread to everything and that like they believe in like the collective and the power of the collective and mm. so sometimes they're the only ones that know it so when they're hanging out with other people it's kind of like you guys know it faster and then with you being a gemini too and being more curious you like can grasp the topic and hold on to it and then people around you are probably like i don't know what you're talking about and you're like soon enough you will <laughs> maybe now you don't but yeah yeah makes sense yeah. what are your sun moon and rising um my sun is leo okay moon is taurus and rising is libra And what does that that's an air sign isn't it Libra? Yeah, Libra is an air sign. So Libra is an air sign, Leo is a uh, fire sign and Taurus is a earth sign. Mhm. So it's a little bit of a balance but I don't have any water. Okay. Three signs. Mm-hmm. But when you go and look in deeper into it like it's like the planets play a really big role like where you have planets so that's like going much deeper into it. But <laughs> That would be an interesting thing to look into. But also, random question: Do you know where you have Lilith in your chart? No, I think. Well, I know that there are about four Liliths, right? Yes, yes, only there are four. The whole Lilith thing. I mean, I it only came across now because I was doing my research, and I found out about the Dark Moon Lilith. But I okay. didn't know anything about Lilith prior to that. Got Maybe it. Okay. Yes. So there is a dark moon Lilith sign um on your chart for sure. Um and not I think also the other Lilith Lilith might show up, but the dark moon is the most common to show up. That would actually be really interesting, I'm sure, if you were to check out mm. where that is and I've looked at it. Exactly, because I think knowing um our personal Lilith makes it much easier to work with her and understand her better and understand how to like bring her out. Now, since we're going into Lilith, <laughs> why wouldn't you tell us a little more about Lilith? Who is Lilith? Okay. So, can you yeah. Um now you know, grow it I grew up a Christian, Catholic, not even a Christian, like a hardcore Catholic. So, um I came across Lilith uh recently um through my research that I was doing for my recent article and um and it was interesting how she was obviously related to the genesis uh in the bible um being adam's first wife uh now this is a legend of course um and i think you know in in our in the world uh and as we became human as we evolved into humanity Uh, a lot of kind of uh morals uh were passed on through stories and and legends and Lilith is one of them so Lilith is supposed to be uh Adam's first wife she uh is created uh like uh from the earth just like Adam was um and so she is you know self um assured she 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 has she knows herself and she knows her worth uh and the and lilith of course is as the sign um you will probably know as well she um holds our dark our shadow selves and our sexual sides which uh are often suppressed by the society that we live in 
I mean, even now talking about it for me, I feel a bit like, oh my gosh, you know, is this a taboo subject? Like, shall I, do I need to go into this? So it makes me feel really kind of vulnerable uh, to have to talk about the, the sexual side of things. But I'm trying to break the mold and challenge our social constructs and the way we have been taught, as you rightly said earlier, you know, we're unlearning a lot of things. So Lilith is holds our, our sexual side, um, which has been suppressed by society and by uh, religion, which we will get into uh, as well. And what is really interesting is I kind of try to find out where Lilith originated from, because she couldn't have just been made up into a story, right? She's far too powerful for that. Mm -hmm. So having a, a look at uh, her uh, kind of her story, I came across this tablet uh, that was found in Iraq uh, of a winged goddess. And the winged goddess uh, is purported to be Inanna, who is also um, Lilith in a way, uh, which the historians are, are looking at, another link between the two. Mm -hmm. um, and Inanna was the goddess, uh, a Mesopotamian goddess of sex, fertility, um, you know, political power. She was very kind of, you know, uh, dominant and very powerful uh, woman goddess. Uh, she was also worshipped as the goddess of death and destruction. Mm -hmm. which I think it ties in very nicely to Kali as well, yeah, the Indian goddess. We will get into that in a second. But as Judeo-Christian religions uh, came up, you know, death and destruction were, um, I suppose, shoved aside as the darkness of the world, evil, right? Uh, when in reality, it is just the it's part of life. There's absolutely, it, there's no, nothing wrong. You know, like in Tantra, we, um, uh, well, I, don't, I don't really like the word belief anymore because, you know, we, you're not just reading a doctrine, you're making up your own mind. So in Tantra, you know that there is no um, right or wrong or black and white. It's all a non-dual kind of perspective. Um, so as a result, Inanna was then downgraded as Lilith um, because of her super, um, I suppose, well, she had power. Women are powerful. And in India, that power has been worshipped as Shakti. So power in, 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 in Indian, in Sanskrit, translates into Shakti. So oh, that's wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So power is Shakti. So every woman in the West or any kind of female deity, the Roman or uh, Greek uh, deities or Mesopotamian deities, for example, who were powerful but downgraded to these second sex, you know, and that's as a result, we've been growing up in a, in a culture that has downgraded women as a result of that. And now we have to usurp our powers. Whereas in India, that power was Kali, that power was Shakti. And she was this divine goddess, you know, the equivalent of, of Shiva, who um, reigned supreme. You know, we 
tend to put very humanistic qualities to God, you know, the source. But what does God actually really mean to us? You know, we have to start really looking deeper into that and questioning that. Shiva and Shakti is just the, the force of creation and destruction together. Um, so I think, I think working with Lilith and Kali and, you know, all these powerful deities as women um, needs to be, I think, introduced as part of our daily ritual in a way. Um, and, you know, I think everybody will be able to get a flavor of it themselves if they read, read deeper into it. Um, but yeah, I can literally go on. So tell me to stop with this. <laughs> Actually, so what I think is very interesting is that, you know, in India, right, you're saying we have Kali and we have Shakti. And so one, one thought I had was that you're so right. These are not like, like, what is God, right? These yeah. are idols, and the idols are kind of um, a an idea. Exactly, yeah. a representation. Yeah. But then also, very interestingly, okay, so we have Shakti, we have Kali, we are taught to pray to them, or like we are taught to honor that they exist. But also, um, in Hinduism, when you have your period, you cannot step into the temple. Or yes. like, a woman we is considered absolutely not sacred right you can't touch you can't touch anything yeah. you can't even step your foot in there you can't there are so many things that are so silly yeah, yeah. so I and think I, it's so fascinating I think what has happened is I think uh that's where tantra starts getting really interesting so you know this the history of uh, like I am very interested in origins where did we begin right um, evolutionary, uh, we can say we've come from the ape or whatever. And then we've got to the stage and we've come uh, into our conscious minds um, through several years of evolution. But there is also the fact that, for example, I don't know whether you know of the Gaia theory that states that the, the whole earth and the whole universe itself is alive everything every single component from the last atom to the very first star is alive it's got life in it um and that was a belief uh that was what hinduism is all about you know they they yeah. they know that there is sacredness in every single aspect of reality for example however what happened was it was very much uh, a caste system. So you had your Brahmins, your Kshatriyas, and, you know, your lower class, like, um, I think they're called Vaishyas. Mm -hmm. um, so, and the, the Brahmins held the knowledge. They were the supreme. You know, they were the authoritarian figures, like our priests and pol polit politicians, for example. So they held all the power. And so they do, and of course, you know, everyone knows power is crippling. It will, um, um, it will uh, kind of, uh, what's that word? Um, I've completely lost the word now. Um, it will spoil you. You will, you know, yeah. you will become. Well, yeah. It takes over. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. The power is going to go to your head. And especially, I think men 
power and i don't i i don't really understand the dynamic there we will probably i need to look into that a little bit so as a result women even though they were um you know worshiped as sacred then they were put into these kind of categories where they were not you know involved in um the social kind of uh, making for example so as a result tantra came into place so tantra is also based on the vedas uh, although it is very very um um you know there's not as many gods and goddesses for example there's shiva and kali who are the supreme uh and then there is you know the, there are three i think there are the six goddesses there are so many different lineages of tantra as well so tantra breaks up the um um the caste system there is no caste system anymore um and women are allowed to participate even even encouraged um sex is suddenly you know like the way to to attain divine liberation and divine uh awakening so all those taboo things that were suppressed by uh, a very patriarchal indian society was suddenly brought into into the fore and so tantra is one of those uh it's not, i don't really ca- count it as a religion or i don't really have a word for it you know it can be a philosophy it can be a way of life i think i see it as tantra is basically like buddhism but using your senses you know all of your 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 present into this world you're not trying to escape this reality you're trying to embody this reality um yeah absolutely um we're not waiting for heaven you know we're just going to start living here right now and experience heaven on earth yeah for example. i love it <laughs> i love that you brought up heaven because it's such a big um that that was like when i woke up or like when i woke up to spirituality my one of my first things was like what really is heaven and hell like does heaven and hell exist or and then i went to a whole, into a whole thing that was like okay this is a world of duality so heaven and hell must exist here for us because we're so used to duality Absolutely. but once we're out of this dual planet is it still heaven and hell is it still like a universe of duality or then is it What something happened? else exactly is it something else altogether so why not live heaven and hell while we're actually here knowing what we think heaven and hell are yeah i mean we don't really know what's going to happen you know because exactly. i see death as a transformation i see death as a portal to somewhere that is not here or, or maybe here but in a different dimension or a different realm you know mm-hmm. uh but it's very much still part of of life like you can't have death without life for example they're bound together um like for example why do you not remember anything when you were in your mother's womb for example you know that in a way is a death when you come into this reality okay. you take your first breath you I mean before that you don't breathe you're in in the womb for 9 months and you're not breathing but you come out and you know that life signifies breathing so you're mm-hmm. breathing for the first time ever taking all that oxygen in your lungs and you're just like oh my gosh i'm alive you, you know you know you're alive yeah but 
Alan, as Alan Watts says, how do you know that you're alive if you were not once dead? That comes into your duality, right? Like black and white, um, right and wrong, life and death. How do you know that you're alive if you weren't once dead? So I think it's, it's, I, it's a very um, a seductive concept for me now. Like I used to, oh, I used to be terrified of death growing up. Uh, you know, terrified of, wow. I heard of like burning in hell, which the oh story is. I can only imagine. Yeah, like, you know, as a child uh, growing up Catholic, if you um, were not, uh, you know, you don't know what is sin, for example. You're told that this is a sin um, and you're growing up, you're trying to work it all out. Is this the right thing? Is And then your body is telling you to express yourself in certain way and you're like, Oh my gosh, is this sinful? Why is my body Do telling me? I have to go and apologize to a priest for right. doing what my body is telling me to what do. But it's natural to me. <laughs> so I knew right from the start, like there's something that needs to be, you know, investigated a bit deeper. Yeah. Um, which is why I think um, I am now on this path, which I'm so grateful. I'm nowhere near complete or whatever. It's just started. Um, so it is it's something that I, uh, well, I, I'd like, yeah, share with people and, and, you know, just get them to just open up their eyes and find truth within themselves because I think that's where it is. Books and whatever are going to tell you somebody else's version of the truth, not your own version of the truth. And it's a lifelong exploration, right? Once you Absolutely. start, it's like lifelong. And everybody, like, sure, some people may not get with it and that's fine, but it's really interesting to think about, okay, if you don't think this, then what do you think? And it's okay yeah. that you think what you think Different. and yeah. I think what I think, but I think that's where religion starts like breaking it all up, right? Because then you believe in this religion and then someone else believes in that religion, but what are you believing in ultimately? God, kindness. Um, sure, love. Nature, love, yeah. Every, just being a good person, right? Yeah. But yeah. then it becomes, you're this religion and I'm this religion. So we can't be friends. We can't hang out. We can't get married. All these things. It brings so, a huge divide in, in, in things. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is yeah. interesting then because, yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I'm actually, <laughs> I think, I think, you know, once upon a time, years and years ago, and I don't think it came from a bad place, you know, like I think our parents always want to protect us, right? They don't want to, they don't want, like, I think even the Genesis, do not eat the fruit of this tree, uh, apple, um, you know, because it's the tree of knowledge, it's of wisdom. And to be perfectly honest, like the more you know, the more vulnerable you are, the more you, you know, the more you want to know, it's never satiate, satiated. Yeah. It's never, you know, it's an insatiable thirst for you to know, for, for knowledge. Um, so religion, I think, gives you a very narrow view of an enlightened path. Um, I think, you know, all religions, for example, uh, Christianity, uh, Muslim, um, you know, I'm talking about the biggest religions in the world um, came from somebody's ecstasy in the desert for 40 days, right? 
Jesus was in the desert for 40 days um, and he was probably tripping balls. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he was, he was uh, Buddha, for example, you know, meditating, like losing themselves in themselves and experiencing then as a result of that unity with the universe. And so they go to tell people about this and what people do, they start worshiping them as gods. So I think as humans, we have this um, uh, fallibility to fall into um, uh, kind of a hierarchy, to, to, to always look up to somebody or always worship somebody, something external to you. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think part of it is because we don't want to take the responsibility for, for a lot of things. We don't feel like we're in control for a lot of things. You know, we that's don't want to let ourselves be vulnerable. Exactly. You know, all those things kind of um, matter, which is why there's been a huge rise in religion, because that takes the authority away from you and the control away from you so that you, you can just do... Um, you know, you, you, don't, you don't do things from this pile, you do things from this pile, and as a result, you live a happy life. But at the same time, you're not developing, you're not growing, you're not learning, you're not experiencing life on this planet, in this reality. Uh, and as a result of that, I think that's why there's so many unhappy people, and there are so many people who've, um, you know, experienced... Um, deep anguish in their structure of reality. Uh, for example, one thing that I really despise about um, Christian, you know, just religion in general, is how they've taken sacredness away from earth, you know, sacredness away from life, um, and put it in the hands of a sterile God up somewhere else, you know, who has no experience in naturally birthing, you know, the, the, the feeling if I, I haven't given birth to any children and I'm sure mothers will tell you that the experience of, of bringing a child into the world, like why are you taking creation away from a woman? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. Creation is a woman's gift to life. You know, that's why I really adore Tantra is because they they weave both the feminine and the masculine. They are the, the, they are the highest reality, you know, um, feminine being the, the energy um, and the masculine being pure consciousness coming together to manifest reality, which again, is not nothing to do with religion. It's just something you do. You need to check out yourself. Really. You will not be able to get that in books, for example. Yeah. And just to like um, point out that when we're talking about masculine and feminine energies, we're not talking about like gender or like your biological gender. We're talking about how everybody in the world has a masculine, has masculine energy and feminine energy. And I think to me, one of my beliefs is definitely that um, the goal of this life is to be able to balance them and harness them equally rather than and it's not easy. It's definitely not easy, right? But just to be able to embrace the masculine as much as the feminine and the feminine as much as the masculine as like, I feel like as a man embracing the feminine and as a woman embracing the masculine because we're taught like, you're a woman, um, be a woman or like act like a lady or like yeah. women don't talk like that. Women don't think like that. And then it's like, what do you mean? 
right? Why? And then if a man is like completely vulnerable, it's like, no, you can't do that because you have to be there for the woman. It's, you know, it's a tragic situation because um, if you look around the world, um, the highest proportion of um, suicides are, 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 well, are, are done by, by, by the masculine. You know, there are more men killing themselves uh, around the world than women. And what that tells us is that men tend to, or they're taught by society to hold on to their feelings, not to be vulnerable, you know, not to cry. Don't be a, don't be a pussy. Don't be a woman. You know, don't be a little girl. That's, that's, those are the insults that a man has to, uh, you know, encounter if he's wearing his heart on his sleeve of his being a little bit, you know, uh, more in touch with his feelings. Yeah. For example. Which is Which, what is supposed to like what be what happens? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think since this COVID has happened, people are awakening to to you know, like everything is breaking down. Economies are breaking down. Societies are breaking down. Um, people are becoming more independent. People are going out there and looking for the truth for themselves. And it's so important for us people. Uh, people who, like us, I, I call people like us light workers. Yes. Who, um, you know, are, are trying to make this world a little bit of a better place to live in um, and help each other um, through through love, through kindness. You know, all we're doing is trying to make our lives and, you know, this experience, the best experience we possibly can. So let's do that for everybody, right? Um, let pe let people express themselves that they wanna. But yeah, you're absolutely right. The feminine and the masculine is present in every human being, or in every re re you know reality in this in this universe. Yeah. There is a we are all we come from the sperm and the ovum. There there is not no other reality. We've come <laughs> from those two distinct parts of our father and our mother. So we are basically those two compiled together. So we're, we're both the fem feminine and the masculine. Now the feminine is, is vibrant. You know, the feminine is, is very sexual. I have started noticing this about myself. Um, I think I always knew it, uh, but I've had to suppress it. As I said to you, growing up a very Catholic life. Um, but now, having the courage to explore that i'm i'm noticing that my my feminine is so connected to my sexuality and as it rises through what is called the chakras in the kundalini um it rises so your 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 sacred sexual or life force is at the very base of your spine which is called the muladhara chakra and it rises along the sacral chakra, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, and your third eye to meet Shiva, which is pure consciousness. And then they go into, they ascend into what is called a Sahasrara, which is basically the great void of potential, you know, unmanifested energy of all beings. So it's a powerful way to know that all these forces reside in you already. You don't need to seek it out anywhere else. Um, it's, it's absolutely powerful. All you need to do is tap into it. And this is why essentially a devotional practice does not have to be going 
to a place of worship to worship what a what a devotional practice is it's sitting and just being here and then realizing like okay how's your heart feeling okay yeah. feeling a little bit off okay why and how can how can you be more loving to yourself which is like so uh, difficult for us these days right how can you be more compassionate more loving to yourself and open up and be like okay this is how my heart feel, is feeling and it's okay rather than go somewhere pray it out and be like okay or like i'm not speaking for everyone maybe for me i would be like okay i'm going to go to the temple i'll go sit in the temple i don't understand anything they're saying i don't understand um hindi or sindhi right and i'm sitting there and i'm like okay i'm praying and i'm saying what i'm saying but i can be saying what i'm saying at home and i can be connecting with myself in a much deeper level rather than like being distracted by other people or not really understanding what i'm praying to absolutely like all these things right it's a, it's just a matter of being with yourself i think for a while um religion was um especially i don't know the christian religions you know you had uh, a very latin um kind of mass was said in latin if you didn't know latin you had to just dumbly listen to the words for example and not feel anything for them but as obviously it became mainstream to include it in your own language for example um people have then got devotion through praying like i do, i think pray, prayer and meditation is beautiful uh prayer you know for example my mother she's a devout christian and she prays and uh and her, her devotion to god is like second to none she is so pure hearted and she whatever she she asks for she 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 get she gets given mm-hmm. and i think that's because she's so in sync with with the force you know with the universe with god has but she do, i think she doesn't realize how powerful she is in manifesting her reality mm-hmm. um we give credit to something external to us but that external mm-hmm. is us it's within us yeah. you know we are nothing other than the force of creation itself um and so that that authority figure in religion causes us to question ourselves and quite causes us to maybe diminish our powers or diminish who we are for the greater glory you know the greater power out there <laughs> where whereas the power is within us and and it's time to tap into that I agree. And um hmm I love that. I say something but I totally lost it right as yeah. I was about to say it. I <laughs> know. No, but oh. I, um for me growing up I I was uh very much um somebody who prayed a lot. You know, I think one of the reasons why I found the path of my my tantric path and it it became as easy as it is for me now is because growing up i did have a lot of devotion you know um i whether for god whatever the thought is it doesn't really matter you know god is personal to you believe whatever you want to believe like no one is taking that away from you but don't forget to believe in yourself as well 
you know Absolutely. don't don't take the power from yourself that's exactly what i was going to get at too that like religion isn't bad like by no means is religion bad religion is an amazing stepping stone in fact sure. to be able to to reach yourself or to understand what's going on but i think it's when people get so deep in it and just like fall so deeply in it without even knowing what's behind it that's yeah. when it gets a little bit like hmm but but other than that it's great right yeah i think it's also because you kind of tend to base a lot of religion based on fear you know you're doing it because you're afraid that if you don't do it you're going to get in trouble you don't even want to know what's going to happen right exactly <laughs> no choice element into it and you need i think we need to um empower ourselves to know that there is choice in this matter you know you we're not just going to believe everything you put on the table for us to believe we're going to choose that belief for example which which is aligned to our deep deepest selves yeah if that makes and sense and to our purpose right and to our light and so yeah. i think ultimately it's what helps you be a better person and what helps like aquarius the collective no like realizing that we're not alone in this world there are other people but also we're all connected but also we all have our own power and we all have our own individuality and that's what makes the so interesting yeah absolutely this is you know our life on this planet like and this universe i mean can you just think about it do you like the chances of us you and i talking here and even being in existence is like it there's it's so the, the percentage the the um, the ratio is so tiny wow. that it could it it may yeah absolutely it may it may not even be happening you know it's just absolutely crazy that we're here and why are we punishing ourselves you know why are we not enjoying ourselves why are we not just grabbing life and just like living the hell out of it and just be like oh my gosh like and i <laughs> i'm alive and what yeah. can i do why like by being alive right yes yeah um so yeah I, i think it's it's powerful if you're able to to um well to to tap into i think a lot of people are doing it right now so what about you like do you how do you um see spirituality for yourself for example hmm. so how i see spirituality i'd say is basically that we're all connected we're all spirits we all have a purpose in this life and we're all here for a reason we all chose to be in this world at this time to contribute to something bigger to witness the change to contribute to something bigger but one of my biggest beliefs is also that we're star seeds that came down to the earth to bring back light into the planet which is why i resonated so much when you said that you would call people like us light workers because it's just about bringing it in holding it in your frequency and then by holding it it's i think there is like such a interesting belief that by being a light worker you need to help people or you need to change people but i think it's holding it in your in your being and living mm-hmm. it and being so empowered in it and just by doing that you're radiating it radiating the light out and people that come oh. into your presence are automatically mm-hmm. like not automatically obviously but kind of they feel like auras feel- are real energies are real yeah. right 
Um, you know, um, there is a, a really interesting article in um, in a very famous science magazine uh, that said that uh, the hippies were right. You know, everything is about uh, frequency and vibrations. We're all frequency and vibration. Like the the elements that made us, you know, like it's like, for example, an atom we've all come from an atom and the electron around the the proton the nucleus vibrating like crazy and that manifested so much energy that it you know it was a, a domino effect and now we're here like that's all we are we're just vibrating pulsating forces of life uh, who are I suppose, uh, as you rightly said, sharing the light and and people can can sense that people can sense your vibrations, um, you know. And you can't. And sometimes, you know, you can really in science, you can you can break things down. You can reduce things down, but you will never be able to understand what love really is or what happiness feels like. You can you can tell. Yeah, this is what a neurotransmitter does, you know, a serotonin in your left ventricle. And as a result, uh, you know, this GABA neurotransmitter um, is reacted. What does that mean? <laughs> how, is, how is that? Do, do you feel happy by knowing that? In, you know what right? I mean? Like, that what information will do for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have that theoretical knowledge, but don't get lost in it, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was yeah, sitting there like the 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 what? <laughs> I used to be a, a massive science nerd. I mean, I I am still, you know. Um, but I know now that it's it's not always going to be uh, the only um, avenue uh, for knowledge anymore. Uh, there are so many. For you, Being oh my like, god, I was such a science nerd. I, I when I was like I think I think I was about eleven or twelve, where I used to hand draw the periodic table, and oh I used to know all the yeah the compositions and the atomic numbers and, and all these kind of things you know and I just grew up and I think part of the reason was because I really fell in love with the universe like um, when somebody once told me that a star is alive it it goes through stages of uh, being born and and maturity and then dying. I was like transfixed. Wow. Oh my God, tell me more, you know? Um, and yeah, as a result, I studied psychology as well at, at university, um, kind of majoring in neuroscience. A lot of my work was based on the uh, biology of the brain. Yeah. So um, yeah, so so for me, I, I think the science part is, um, is, is very interesting, don't get me wrong. But it's definitely not a complete picture of reality. And I don't know whether they will ever be able to answer all the questions of reality through just a reductionist method. You're reducing universe, you know, down to its components, but you're missing out the bigger picture as a result. Right. Um, 100%. Yeah. And also, so this, about the stars having eyes and this conversation also made me think about so do you know what the akashic records are mm -mm. okay so the akashic records are i hope i explained this well but they're um essentially metaphysical records 
of every soul that's ever okay. been. So you can go into the Akashic Records and kind of, it's almost like consulting a soul book. And the pe- okay. you're, have you ever heard of the Pleiadian? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So generally, who you communicate with, from what I understand or who I communicate with, are the Pleiadians. So okay. you go into the Akashic Records and you communicate with the Pleiadians, essentially, a little bit woo-woo. But so when I do this, or when I've been doing it recently, a lot of what I've been hearing is be like, you're alive and that's magical. And then, or like, I'll go into some advice again. It will be like, you're worrying. We told you not to worry because you're alive. That's a gift. Like, look at the sun on your face. Look at the fact that, all right, COVID is hitting so many people, but how about people that isn't hitting, right? And what's it doing for the world? It's creating a better world. It's creating a better planet because the planet is getting some rest. And so it's just all about be alive. Like if you're in the world, be alive and don't, don't get so caught up in the worries of it. Don't get so caught up in the traditions of it. Don't get so caught up in the structure, right? Yeah. It's about having fun. And I think so much when we talk about spirituality, the reason that religion really gets me is that they make it so serious. Yeah. Like you go There's to no- church. Yeah, exactly. And then you learn about spirituality and Tantra and things like this. And it's like, it's about having fun. Like I cannot yeah. connect with the records unless I am not having fun or treating it like, oh my Absolutely. God, I'm a spirit. I'm happy. I'm enjoying life. As compared to like, oh, I'm praying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that that's such a huge thing that you've caught on. The fun element. Like, why are we not having fun? Like, why is life so serious? You know, like up until um, the COVID happened, I was literally obsessed about work. Uh, nine to five. Well, I used to work even longer than that. And I, and I had these goals strategies you know everything i needed to be uh heading this way uh, in my life i wasn't having fun i i I started kind of losing hair i questioned my femininity once you know uh, working in a corporate environment i was like you know i don't i feel like all the sap and the juice of my life is being sucked away from me what's going on and I read books. I was like, oh, we need to find books to read. But, you know, the books didn't help at all. It's only when I found my herbalism and my tantra that I realized, actually, I'm never going to be able to find answers anywhere else other than myself. Um, and permit yourself to have fun. Like, yeah, exactly. A fun. Exactly. Don't wait for tomorrow or for another day or whatever. Grab this moment and live the hell out of it. I think that's such a big thing. Permit, permitting and allowing. Like, it's literally just about allowing ourselves. And yeah. so often we don't allow ourselves. The same way we don't allow ourselves to rest. The same way we, like, push ourselves so hard. We don't allow ourselves to have fun. And then you yeah. look at it and we're like, but we're supposed to be having fun. That's the yeah. whole point of it. It's right? the it's conditioning, you know. We're being conditioned mm-hmm. to... Um, take life very seriously, you know, or we're going to end up in a death trap uh, or, you know, if we're not looking over our shoulders, you know, but you're living in fear constantly. You're not living in, uh, in trust 
that the universe has brought you here for a purpose and there is a reason why you are still alive uh, and the universe has your back just surrender just trust it and let go just yeah. completely um so I, I really have fallen into this practice of surrendering uh more and more so I'm, i was a bit of a control freak but i'm learning not to be anymore so i like put a playlist for example and i'm like oh i really don't like the song i want to change it but i was like no just hang on to it and see where it takes you and it turns out like the best playlist <laughs> yeah oh my god i feel that 100% and i'm like it's just the beginning and i'm like hmm i've never heard this song before no, i don't no, want it. and then i'm I like wait but you're practicing sitting with what's there right? i know exactly yeah and it's like listening to music or doing this listening to a playlist that you don't know at all and just taking it as a as meditation you don't know yeah. what it's about to be but you're sitting in the music you're listening to the rhythm you're like working with this and losing yourself in life absolutely yeah and like it's being alive yeah absolutely i really like that i'm just glad that um you know more as i said to you more and more people are getting into it and even me i think for 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 ages i was so lost myself uh with no direction to head into i didn't know what i was going to do um i was only doing it because every and i think that's one of the reasons why we're submerged into a material world so much is because we don't really know ourselves we don't know our truths so we're just you know um targeting what the other person wants a big house or a bigger car or a holiday in the bahamas or whatever because somebody else is and then it becomes a status thing it's because you don't really know yourself what what is it that you really want you know there is for example uh in within yourself you have the ego self and your true self but you're letting the ego self literally determine uh dictate 99% of your life you have never even sat down with yourself and try and find out who is this person who i really am like what is there inside all of this <laughs> i love it i love it so much because so much recently it's been about like you know you have to embrace your shadow side or you have to live from your higher self and not from your ego but then it's not that you have to let go of the ego that's what we no. that's 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 who we are essentially in this life what it is is befriending your ego yeah i think all being an embodiment of ego as well isn't it it's like it's it i think and e your ego is very conditioned into this world um so it's like unlearning come you un your your it's your ego that needs to unlearn your divine self doesn't need to unlearn it already knows everything already you know what i mean Exactly. So it's the ego that that needs a lot of work to be done on but you can't be like oh i hate my ego whatever i need to get rid of it but no it's it's about cultivating a healthy uh, ego as i suppose uh, <laughs> you'd say exactly about and a healthy relationship with your ego right that's definitely oh, De yeah yeah all right um i love Oh, one of my friends over here, Milo, said y'all should start a podcast, and I really like that idea. I'm loving <laughs> this conversation. Um, all right, I love that. So many. We've songs. been speaking for so long, and the time has just vanished, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've been seeing it go by, and I'm like, wait, it's been 40 minutes. It's been 50 minutes. 50 <laughs> so quick. Crazy. <laughs> all right. 
two things. Let's do two things. The first thing is I'm going to ask you what spirituality is to you and mm-hmm. where you think humans, earthlings, whatever we are, came from. And then second, let's open up to some questions. So if anyone okay. has any questions, put them in there. Once we're done with this, we'll go into questions. Go Brilliant. Ahead. Okay. okay. You. So um, what is spirituality for me? Um, I don't really like, like, I don't, I don't really like definitions of things, you know, I think we are fluid, um, especially being women, we, we can't be constrained into one type of thinking. Um, it moves and changes all the time. Um, so as a result for me to define things is extremely hard, but I know what you're trying to say is like, what does it actually mean to you to be spiritual? Exactly. Um, yeah. So what does it actually look like? So for me, spirituality, I, you know, I love the earth more than anything else. Like I love greenery. I love plants. I love being in, in nature. I love being in water, wild water. I love just being on a mountaintop. I just love being like out there being one and lying on the ground and Mm. feeling like, oh my gosh, what would happen if this earth wasn't underneath me? And that for me is spirituality, is my deep connection to earth um, and plants. And, you know, even like the thought of it makes me, makes me well up. Like, you know, it, it is a very emotional connection I have with the planet, which makes me feel really sad because we don't treat the planet um with respect um we don't treat the planet like it's us you know we we just treat it like it's it's somewhere to like dispose our garbage somewhere to be and then not really care about it yeah and like we're we're building spaceships to go to fucking mars or whatever (laughs) it's ridiculous like we we can't even live in a city without feeling depressed how are we gonna live in on mars and be fine with it (laughs) ridiculous we're earthlings we're here on earth because earth has made literally formed us from the bowels of her body you know she is the reason why we are even breathing and living this reality so that is spirituality for me it's it's being and immersing myself in nature and just being one with 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 everything that there is out there um, and then sharing it with, with the people that I love. You know, I recently had uh, my best friends who are also now discovering and going on their own self um, um, spiritual journey, which is beautiful to see. So I think um, experiencing that joy in other people is also in a, in a way, uh, a way to connect uh, spiritually with, yeah. with some because it goes back to the fact that we're all spirits and you know just combining like combining our knowledge combining everything it's just a spiritual world with all spirits absolutely uh, this is going to kick us out in a minute okay <laughs> unfortunately okay I love that definition so and where do you think we come from real quick first thing that comes to your head from earth we've, we've come from the bowels of the earth we were like yeah some what a star burst into a supernova 
and uh, were created from the energy that escaped that. We're basically energy. So that's where we've come from. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. All right. All right. I don't know if we're going to have any time. Great to speak with you. Oh, great to speak with you. This was so much fun. Oh, it really, really was. I enjoyed our conversation <laughs> very much. I think we probably would be able to speak for another two hours, to be honest. <laughs> 100%. We could go on and on. <laughs> we could really go on and on. <laughs> I was like, this is going to, oh, it's 